There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's Monday again on the podcast. We're certainly all thankful for each of you that tune in each and every week. We'd like to greet our homeschoolers. Like those of you using this for chapel services, and for the rest of you, drivers, commuters, folks at home, families, pastors, wives, children, grandmas, great grandmas, I want to thank the Lord for each of you that listen to the podcast. And today we are going to be in Black Creek, New York. We'll be here tonight for the RG Rose, should be here tonight, Lord willing, he and his family. And so pray that God will use him greatly in these services. Pray that God will use us in these services. Had good meetings last year in Shippensburg. We thank the Lord for the Shippensburg Independent Baptist Church, Pastor Ken Wagner and the folks there for the labor of love. Thank the Lord for yesterday in the house of God. We just ask the Lord to do great and mighty things this week. And we certainly need prayer here in Western New York. The Lord's been good to us. And the Lord has certainly been mighty in power. And he's revealed himself to men. God has continued to reveal himself to men. There is hope. People feel, I think, sometimes in this wicked world that there's no hope, but the hope is in the person of Jesus Christ. It's not in methods. It's not in programs. It's not a manifestation of the works of righteousness, which we have done, but that hope is in the person of Jesus Christ and how we bless his name. I'm going to be in Psalm 105 today, and if we look at Psalm 105, and to be honest with you, I'm just probably going to go a couple of verses in, just try to give a little exhortation. But here we see worship, we see praise, we see testimony, uh, we see the requirement that God has given us to be worshipful, to testify of his son, Jesus Christ, and to exalt his name. And he says in verse 1 of Psalm 105, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. And he says, remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Abraham, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. So I'm going to stop there in verse 7. We've read seven verses and try to just expound briefly on them. But really, there's not much to add to this exhortation. He says, give thanks unto the Lord. And we ought to be a thankful people. In Romans chapter 1, on the road to reprobation is those that have forgot to be thankful. They were not thankful to the Most High God. They were not thankful for what they had in life. An ungrateful people. We live in a day when men do not give thanksgiving. You go to the restaurant today and it's almost uncommon to see somebody bow their head and thank the Lord God of heaven to say grace over a meal, to bless a meal. Why well, be unthankful people today? They just grab the food, shove it in their mouths, go about their merry way. They don't thank God for what they have. Don't thank God for what he's done. Don't thank God for who he is. They're not cognizant of the most high God, but they're not thankful in any area of their life. 
They're not thankful for their parents, not thankful for their children, not thankful for their jobs. They murmur and complain and grumble and gripe about everything. And they're not thankful for anything that they have. And yet the Lord said, give thanks unto him. And now we ought to just thank him. One of the great statements I heard many years ago is don't just thank the Lord for what he's done. Why don't you just thank the Lord for who he is? He's holy, he's righteous, he's just, he has salvation. It's not just his works, although he told us to remember his mighty works, but we remember him for who he is. We remember the Lord Jesus Christ, why, for who he is. He's the son of God, he's the redeemer of all man. And he says, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. And how do you call upon the name of the Lord? Because you call upon him in whom you have believed. You believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, you do call upon his name. You can call upon his name. Why? Because you believed in him. You can't call upon a God you don't believe in. And people say, well, you got to call upon the Lord for salvation. No, you got to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And once you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, calling upon his name becomes an easy thing because you have a relationship with him. You know him. He's not a faraway God. He's a close God. He's not a distant God. He's a close God. Why? Because you know him. He is in you and you in him. And he says, and make known his deeds among the people. That's the wonderful working of God. His deeds that have been done, the deeds among the people. And God has done marvelous deeds for us. God has performed mighty works in us. God has helped it to rain. Listen, on the just, the unjust, God sends the winds, the rains, the storms on the righteous and the unrighteous. There are rich people today that are saints of God. There are rich people today that are sinners. God is good to all men. It's in his very nature to be good. The goodness of God that leadeth thee to repentance. He is good. It's in his very person to be good. The Lord has done no wrong. The Lord will do no wrong. He's the Lord will, will not the Lord of all the earth do right. Yes, the Lord of all the earth will do right because he's a holy God. And so we make known his deeds among the people. Boy, you listen to Testabalones today and uh, all Testabalones is about what you've done and what you've accomplished and how much you've done and how good you've been and how wonderful it is and bragging about the one opportunity you gave a Bible track out. That's just Testabalones. A testimony is the deeds of the Lord. A testimony is how, what the Lord has done and how the Lord has saved us. Uh, not only, listen, not only our wretched souls, but saved us from destruction, saved us from this nation collapsing in on us, destroying the churches, destroying our lives, that God has provided for us and God has sustained us and God has given us our daily bread. God has given us our daily meat. God has given us the word of God and we ought to praise him for it and make these deeds known. And then he says, sing unto him. And oh, what a wonderful thought that is to sing unto him. So many times they were caught up in the entertainment of singing. People go to concerts. They call gospel concerts. And it doesn't matter if it's contemporary or Southern or, or R&B gospel or rap gospel or country gospel. They go to concerts and it's just entertainment. It's just there to get that little gooey feeling you get because there's a crowd. And boy, you just get that emotion. You get that little tingling in your spine. And boy, they, they just love that. And they end in a big bombastic song with lots of drums and guitar riffs. And boy, people just get all excited and all stirred. And it's amazing how people will do that, but then they don't sing unto the Lord themselves. They don't sing unto the Lord that sweet song that he's given them, that new song that he's put in our hearts. And can I say to you, my friend, we ought to sing unto the Lord. It ought to be in our private time. It ought to be in our personal time. You take that time to read the words of that hymn. And listen, you may not be able to sing a lick. 
You might not be able to sing. You might be able to carry a tune to the bucket, but you can read those words back to him. And in your heart, you can sing them. And in your soul, you can sing them to him. You may not be able to put it into music, but you can think it in your heart. And oh, my friend, you can sing that song gloriously to the Lord Jesus Christ and how wonderful he is. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. What a thought that is that we can sing unto the Lord. And yet that's so far from men today. Very few people today, I suspect, sing under the Lord. I think if they get up in the morning and sing a song under the Lord, I think their attitude would change. I think their manner of living would change. I think their day would be changed if they could get up before the Lord and sing unto him and then sing psalms unto him. Take Listen, I don't know too many psalms that have, have music to them. I can make it up and I can make up songs. Me and my little girl make up songs all the time. But you, know, you can take those songs and, and, and those psalms, rather, and put them into music. And you could sing under the Lord. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The statutes of the Lord. Are, and you go on through that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you could sing under those. You go and find Messiah. I'm talking about Handel's Messiah. Everybody sings it at Christmas time, but there's two parts. There's what we call the Easter part. There's the Christmas part. And when you go here, Handel's Messiah he sings a song, Thou shalt not leave my soul in hell. What are the wonderful psalms? And he goes on, he sings these songs and psalms under the Lord Jesus Christ, adoring him and worshiping him, for thou hast not forsaken me. And he sings those hymns, and my friend, that's a lost art today, if you will, but I believe it's important in worship. And if there's nothing else you get out of this podcast today, why don't you start singing unto the Lord? Why don't you grab a psalm and start singing unto him? Bless the Lord, all oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We exhorted on that just the other day. And you can sing those psalms back to the Lord. And then he says, talk ye of all his wondrous works. We challenge the church this week there in Shippensburg, one of the great failures, I believe, of ministry today, as that men no longer talk of the wondrous works of God. They no longer talk of the wonderful workings of God because they've not experienced it. They don't have that ability to talk about the workings of God. They get awkward. They get kind of frazzled when you talk about it. But oh, my friend, I can speak of the wonderful workings of God I don't have to go to the wilderness to find wonderful workings. I don't have to go to the Red Sea to find the wonderful workings. And it's fine to speak of those things. I don't have to go out to a field where that young shepherd boy stood in front of that giant and talk of his wonderful workings. I don't have to be David. I don't have to be Solomon. I don't have to be Elijah. I don't have to be the Apostle Paul. My friend, I have my own story. I have my own story to tell of the wonderful workings of God. And I'm willing to tell anybody that'll listen what the Lord has done for me. I've told a lot a lot of people didn't want to listen over the years what the Lord has done for me. So the exhortation he tells us is let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Why? Because we've sung unto him. We sang psalms unto him. We've talked of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. How do you know that men are seeking God early because their heart rejoices in him? How do you know people that seek God, that sing psalms to him and sing songs to him and exalt him and, and lift up his holy name? Because my friend, they have a relationship with him. They have the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Why? Because they sought him early. 
That's why he said, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Why? For he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The Lord has told us to seek him. The Lord has commanded us to seek him. And listen, I have people that get up in arms. They dispensationalize that and say, well, only sinners are co never commanded to seek God. Only the saints seek God. And only saved people can seek God. And the natural man cannot seek after God. But he told men to seek him. And can I say, once you've been lit, once you've been illuminated with the truth, you are obligated to seek God. You're obligated to seek God until you find him. And you can dispute that and argue with me and go ahead and die and go to hell if you want to. But the reality is you'll seek a holy God till you find him or you'll perish. Yet he's been a good God. He's been a faithful God. He said they were the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. And then he says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face for evermore. Seek the Lord and his strength. What is the strength of the Lord? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. That is his strength. He is that right hand of God. He is the strength that the Lord gives. And then he said, seek his face evermore. And all oh, my friend, that God's face would turn away from us. What a tragedy. What a calamity that God would hide his face from us because our sins and iniquities have hid his face from us. But then we seek the face of God and we please our father and we can come to him with humility of heart and humbleness of heart and bow the knee to him and worship him in the beauty of holiness. What a wonderful joy that is. What a wonderful time that is to find his face and to see his face and to see the countenance as it smiles upon us. And then he said, remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. And again, can I say to you, the marvelous works that he hath done. I've read the scriptures. I know the scriptures. I've seen the wonderful workings of God in the lives of others in the scripture. But can I say to you, I've seen the wonderful working of God, the wondrous works of God in the lives of men today and the lives of people today. I've watched him convert the wayward, save the sinner, change families, salvage homes. I've watched the wondrous works of God as they've taken place in this world. Bless his holy name. Thank the Lord for his wondrous works. Thanks the Lord how marvelous he is. He's done these things. It's his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. And then he says, oh, ye seed of Abraham, his servants, ye children of Jacob, his chosen. And I realize he's speaking to Israel here, but can I say to you, it ab absolutely, you can dispensationalize this. You can take this to the umpth degree, but I still believe the saints of God are to rejoice in the goodness of God. I believe they're to boast of the mighty workings of God. They could speak of his marvelous works. They could speak of the marvelous person that he is, for he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all of the earth. Can I say on this wise, he is worthy to be sung to. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be exalted. We put him in his rightful place in our lives, and then we tell others of that rightful place. He is the Lord of all the earth. He is the creator of all man, and he deserves to be exalted. He deserves to be praised. He deserves to be sung about, but he also deserves to be sung to. Let us tell this world of our Savior. Let us tell the world of this, his marvelous works. Let us tell the world of the story that we have of what the Lord has done for us. And can I close with this today? If you don't have that story, why don't you seek him until you find that story? 
Why don't you seek him until you find the marvelous works of God, the wonderful working inwardly that God performs in the saints of God with the new birth, that God would give you satisfaction and God would give you peace. God would give you rest and the holiness that comes from knowing Jesus Christ. What a joy it is to be a child of God. What a joy it is to be birthed of God. What a joy it is to have the word of God inwardly in our hearts working and dwelling within us. Bless his holy name. Pray for the meetings. Pray for tonight's meeting, Monday night. Pray for the meetings this week at the Black Creek Baptist Church. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.